Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about changing the way how we make, use, and sell. Uh, I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Steve Stutler. How are you? Great. Uh, it's wonderful to talk with you, Anatoly. Happy New Year. This is my first podcast of 2023, so uh, it feels special. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so excited to learn more about your experience because I check out your background. You have extended experience. You can share some interesting knowledge and skills with the audience, with me, because many people think that uh, I'm using the podcast just to grow my brand. No way, guys, I'm learning. I keep learning. I'm a student on this life and uh, I'll keep doing because of loving to learn from stories. Before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about this topic. Sure. So uh, Steve Statler, I run marketing at a company called Williot. Uh, and Williot is an ambient IoT uh, company. We'll get into what that means uh, in more detail later. But basically, suddenly the web uh, is connected to everything physical in the world, which completely changes the way things are going to be made, sold, used, new business models, winners, losers. So I'm uh, looking forward to talking about that. But, um, you know, my background, uh, I, I've been in technology for, for decades, um, but probably most significantly, I had a stint at Qualcomm, which is the largest mobile semiconductor company in the world. And we pioneered a technology called Bluetooth beacons, um, which appear, started appearing um, in stores. And our first uh, major customer was Apple, who uh, took our Bluetooth beacons and deployed them in all of the Apple stores. And that allowed Apple to have a shopping app, which um, was uh, triggered by you crossing the threshold into their store and where you were in the store. Long story short, after um, helping to start Qualcomm Retail and, uh, and learning a lot about Bluetooth, I left to start my own companies, but partly as therapy and partly to generate some uh, business, I wrote this book, which is uh, Beacon Technologies, capturing everything that I'd learned in that episode of my career. And I started on a, um, a tour uh, promoting it. I was doing one-day courses on Bluetooth beacon technology. And uh, I did one of these courses at a show called RFID Journal Live. And at the end of that, this was about six years ago, at the end of that show, a guy called Tal Tamir came up to me and said, we are about to develop a Bluetooth beacon that is um, passive. And I kind of looked at him blank. I'd just written this book. Uh, I had a podcast. Uh, called Mr. Beacon, uh, and I'd given a one-day lecture, and I had no idea what a passive Bluetooth beacon was. But basically, what he was talking about is this. Now, fast forward um, to uh, this year. This is a battery-free Bluetooth beacon. It looks like a sticker, but it's the only sticker that you will see with uh, a Bluetooth logo and an FCC logo on, because it's actually a computer the size of a postage stamp. It's got an ARM processor, RAM, ROM, flash memory. And by the end of this year, these will cost less than 10 cents. So basically, it allows sensing and connectivity to uh, be added to almost anything. And you know the price is going to continue to go down. 
And so, you know, the, uh, the search space, uh, the addressable market for, for the web used to be websites, but it's now websites and every single product, place, thing, person, tool uh, in the world. And we're really starting to ramp up now. Uh, I mean, back um, in 2017, I thought this guy's crazy, uh, but actually he had an amazing team behind him and he was very sane and... Um, we got investment from uh, companies like Verizon, Qualcomm, PepsiCo, SoftBank raised $270 million. And this is now version two of the product. Version three is coming out um, end of this, uh, this year. Uh, we've already got orders for over 100 million units. And uh, by the end of the year, we'll be shipping billions of these things, which I like to describe them as like, tendons, you know, tendons join the muscle of the cloud and the web to the bones of the physical world. Um, and as I say, we believe it's going to change the way things, products are manufactured and distributed, uh, the way they're sold, used, reused, recycled. Uh, it's it's a, a game changer. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Yeah, I think all businesses need to invest some money to innovation to updating because you can create a complete product uh, even the greatest products uh, can be obsolete in one day <laughs> that's why apple google microsoft all big companies uh, invest a lot and you know it's interesting for example about ai uh, a few years ago many marketing experts told ai can't beat copywriters ai can't create uh, awesome content, but after uh, launching Chat GPT, uh, the version three, you know, you know, I'm using this tool a lot, you know, because uh, in the way to find information, ideas, probably today it, it's this tool is not ready to beat great writers, but we'll see in the future. And uh, a few years ago, people didn't believe it's possible today. After a new version and probably uh, many other versions will come, so we'll see. So it's important to adapt. Can you tell about how to adapt fast? You know, because many things are coming. You shared in your story that you need to uh, find ideas and change uh, products. Any any insights about that? How to learn and adapt faster than your competitors? Well, I want to go back to something you were talking about just now with ChatGPT. I, you know, we've just come out of the holidays. I spent some time there playing with ChatGPT. And the, the way we describe this technology, it's known as ambient IoT. So the Internet of Things is where you put uh, um, products online, um, physical things get connected. And bef previously, the Internet of Things was really the Internet of Expensive Things. It was... Uh, cars, appliances, uh, gas meters, those things were connected. But packaging, products, medicine, food, clothing, which is what we're connecting, they were all offline. Um, so that's changing. And what we, we describe what we're doing as ambient IoT. It was, um, you know, it's a very new term. Um, it was really coined in earnest last year. So this uh, over the holidays, I went to ChatGPT and I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really uh, push this thing past its limits. It's going to fail at this. So I asked it, uh, I asked uh, ChatGPT, tell me what uh, ambient IoT is. And 
it gave the most amazing explanation. It was absolutely spot on. I, I asked it, oh, um, does ChatGPT need uh, battery-free um, uh, tags? And it basically gave me a great answer, which is no, but it really helps if they're battery-free. And here's the advantages. Uh, it's a lower cost and you can connect more things. Um, the, um, uh, so I, I, I think AI is fascinating and clearly ChatGPT is aware of what's happening uh, with ambient IoT. But there's another link, which is all of these tags are cloud connected. And so you can imagine um, all, of the, uh, all of the cloud technologies can be applied to the physical world. So imagine a ChatGPT that is aware of everything in your house, everything in a store, all of the, uh, the inventory, what kind of advice and insights could it give you? And I agree, ChatGPT is, is embryonic at the moment. It's, I think we can use it as a tool. If you're writing copy, then have ChatGPT do version one, and then you can start building on it. Um, but um, you know, our business model is actually selling the cloud services that communicate with these uh, tags um, and can start to deliver information to the owners of the tags. Now, at the moment, our customers are really large retailers, uh, pharmaceutical companies, um, uh, apparel companies uh, who are starting to embed intelligence into all of those products. And so I think, you know, for most of your viewers and listeners, they're probably not a tier one retailer. They're probably not a, uh, a tier one ph pharmaceutical company. So, so how is what we're doing relevant to your audience? Uh, and I think it, it will be this year because this year we're going to start to make um, access to the information about uh, billions of things in the physical world available through APIs and through a browser. And we haven't actually officially launched or announced this, but there's something called living web where each of these tags that's sitting on a piece of clothing uh, a, a vial of vaccine um, um, a, a crate uh, that's got merchandise or maybe just a point of sale system at the front of a store each of these you'll be able to marry with a url a web address um, and then suddenly a lot of the things that you've been focusing on in terms of seo uh, will become joined with, uh, with, with the physical world. And there'll be a browser, there will be a living web browser, and you'll be able to uh, walk around with your phone and start to browse inventory in stores. You'll be able to browse places and locations. It could be a cafe, could be a restaurant, and uh, those restaurants will be able to broadcast URLs at the front door, they'll be able to broadcast a web address from each table will have a web address. And so you can start to see the, the marketing possibilities. And because this is Bluetooth, it's, it's not NFC. NFC tags have been around, you have to tap them. RFID tags, you need an expensive scanner. These can be read by your phone and they actually push data to the phone and to other Bluetooth readers like the Bluetooth uh, readers that are in uh, a Wi-Fi access point. 
Uh, and so um, basically there will be the possibility of alerts and triggers as you're walking around the store. You'll be able to say you want to buy some plants for your uh, garden. Well, what plants should I buy? I, uh, this, uh, this amount of shade, uh, this amount of rainfall. I can start to browse the products that are in the store and get information um, and, um, you know, these, uh, the URLs from the products will start to appear uh, on phones. And then, you know, this domain that you've focused on will start to uh, uh, be able to address uh, not just websites, but physical objects, products and things. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Awesome. Yeah, welcome. By the way, you know, one thing that I found on ChatGPT that uh, many experts don't share but I tried. Uh, this tool can translate text to different languages much better than Google Translator and many others. For really? Free, you know? I had not yeah. tried that. That's amazing. Oh, you know, I tried. I, I used the English text and translated to Russian and Ukrainian because I know these languages. Mm -hmm. And I and uh, after reading this text, I got it. I don't need to edit anything. You know, it's complete text and after google translator we spent some time by editing manually after chat gpt probably you can you can edit but mm -hmm. uh, it's enough to have this text without editing you know yeah it's awesome i don't know Amazing. why people yeah ignore this feature but uh, uh, basically uh, right now we are uh, translating some content to 30 uh, different languages so uh, by using this tool you don't need to pay for editors. You don't need to find specialists who can uh, proofread your content because this tool provides amazing job. Yeah, really. Steve, <laughs> uh, okay, I have the question about uh, how to learn customers. Uh, if uh, many things are changing, uh, their behaviors changing, how to know what customers uh, are using now, what uh, or where we need to pay attention today. Because sometimes if you provide a new feature, it takes time, you know, to adapt, to change methods. Any insights about that? How to learn customers before, you know, uh, creating something? Well, in this new world of ambient IoT, where everything is uh, connected, um, a lot of the focus from marketing people has been early on in the funnel. Um, it's been about um, click-throughs, expressions of interest. Um, but when your product goes online, when your clothing is connected, let's take that as an example, then um, the marketing will progress past just trying to get the sale um, and it will you'll be able to focus on uh, the customer's use of your product. Well, why do you care about mm -hmm. that? They've already, I've already got their money. They've already bought it. But of course, you know, any successful brand uh, or retailer is interested in customer retention, loyalty, and essentially getting continued business from, uh, from that customer. Um, so if you have uh, one of these Williot IoT pixels that's actually embedded in the clothing that you finally got someone to buy, you, uh, state of the art, who's the best marketing uh, online company in the world? I, I, I would argue, you know, Amazon's up there, uh, right? Do they know how often, you, 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 they know what you bought, but do they know whether you wore the item of clothing? They don't, do they? 
So, uh, you know, how often have you bought something and you've worn it once and you realize you actually don't like it? It doesn't feel good. Maybe it doesn't fit or maybe it just doesn't look good on you. So, you know, a, a lot of our personalization uh, and our uh, promotion is based on that early stages on the funnel. But if I knew that you wore that T-shirt with the Grateful Dead logo on it every weekend, that would be actually really useful information versus uh, uh, the Beyonce uh, T-shirt. Uh, you know, maybe I bought both. Uh, maybe I gave one to my daughter, but maybe I'm wearing um, the Grateful Dead one all of the time. So if I, if I make T-shirts, that's super interesting. If I don't make T-shirts, then it still tells me something uh, um, about you. So, um, you know, we have the Nielsen rating system. Nielsen are this amazing uh, marketing intelligence company. And if you're in the TV business, um, then they tell you who's watched what. If you're a CPG company, then they will tell you what your sales are. I see a future which is, you know, very uh, um, close to happening where there'll be a Nielsen rating about what you wore. You know, people are wearing blue shirts today or this uh, Calvin Klein shirt is, uh, it, it got a huge surge and then it's dropped off. So really getting to know our customers will come from um, their use of the product. And it's not just clothing, uh, you know, imagine these on, um, uh, food containers and uh, you can uh, uh, if, if I have everything in my pantry that's online then suddenly I know what's missing what's expired uh, I can see gaps in opportunities in the pantry oh you've got a lot of parsley and garlic but you don't have any cinnamon and if I knew that you had parsley garlic and cinnamon maybe I could sell some other kind of thing to you so the so the future of marketing will go beyond this very limited view, which is the pre-sales view, and it'll become much more meaningful because we'll know not just what people think they want, but actually what they really enjoy and what they use. And as a result, we'll be able to make better products. Uh, and as marketing people, we'll be able to uh, understand uh, not just what someone thinks uh, they, they need, but what they actually end up using and what they really like. And in this case, like is not a thumbs up like. It's actually, oh, I'm, I'm using that product. Uh, when we do that, uh, it'll change the economics of the way marketing done is done, the way packaging uh, uh, is done. It'll, it'll change many things. Awesome, awesome, love it, interested. Uh, okay, you know, I opened your LinkedIn profile and I like this quote. Intelligence for every single thing is here. Your things are waiting. Can you tell more about that? Uh, clarify your quote. What does it mean? Because, you know, uh, I can feel it's like uh, broad knowledge, but <laughs> any, any insights about your quote on LinkedIn? Well, as a marketing person, it's designed to start a conversation. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so it's not designed to be completely self-explanatory. We, we describe our product as bringing intelligence to every single thing um, because there's intelligence in there. I mean, it's, it's an ARM processor, so it has processing power. Um, so what we're really referring to is not just 
bringing a digital identity to products. A QR code is a digital identity, right? Um, so almost every product has some kind of digital identity, but it requires our customers and the staff in stores to do something. They have to pull out a scanner. Maybe it's a, uh, a, an optical scanner. Maybe it's a more expensive uh, radio scanner. Um, but um, your, uh, your, your, your thing starts to get intelligence when it's not just wait, waiting to be interrogated. It is actually uh, able to talk. So what would a product say to you? Well, one of the things it might say is, I'm too cold or I'm too hot. So all of these, sen these uh, postage stamp sized computers can measure temperature. Uh, and so what we're starting to do is put them onto uh, products, food and medicine. Um, and uh, we can use temperature as uh, just one of many senses um, to uh, optimize the, the way the, the product is kept and, and used. So, you know, how many people have had a COVID injection and then they got COVID? You know, why was that? Is it because the COVID vaccine wasn't well matched to the variant you got? Or is it because the COVID vaccine vial, after it came out of that cryogenic chamber, which it's shipped in, was actually kept at the wrong temperature? At the moment, we don't know. But if the COVID vaccine vial could say, hey, I've been left on the windowsill in the sunlight and I can only be outside of this freezing temperature for so long, that would be a conversation you'd want to have. You want to listen to that voice saying, put me back in the fridge. You forgot to put me back in the fridge. Um, and it's not just COVID vaccine. Uh, you know, how often have you been to a store um, and you've bought uh, a strawberry or other berries and they either haven't tasted very good or they've gone bad very quickly? Well, why is that? It's probably because they haven't been kept at the right temperature for um, uh, um uh, uh, for the right length of time. And what we've started to see as some of our customers are attaching these IoT pixels to products, um, we're seeing that, um, you know, what we guessed is actually the reality, which is the way we look after products in the supply chain is far from ideal. And if we can fix that by products actually um, talking to the people that are responsible for them, whether it's the shipping company or the retailer or you as a consumer, you can actually do a better job of looking after that product and that product will last longer, it'll taste better, it'll be more effective, there'll be more vitamins in it or if it's COVID vaccine, it will actually, um, it'll actually uh, protect you. So this is the difference between having an identity that is a number or a QR code on a product to having some intelligence that can actually have a conversation with you. And the implications are massive. 40% um, uh, of food is wasted, according to the United Nations, uh, before it even gets into your refrigerator. If we can start to understand the temperature history, we can put days of extra shelf life and we can cut the, the wastage, um, you know, if we go back to clothing, if we can start moving away from fast fashion to have quality uh, fashion, 
products that people really use, maybe they pay a little bit more for, it's a better quality product. Maybe we throw away less and we buy a little bit less, but what we buy is better. And when we've had enough of something, we sell it to somebody else. That's a, a more, that's a, that's a greener, more circular uh, economy. Um, so I, I believe that one of the solutions for climate change is actually giving products a voice, bringing intelligence to products, uh, because we can cut waste, we can redesign supply chains, and we can actually start to measure carbon footprint not once a year, which is kind of best practice at the moment, but every day. If we can measure something every day, then we can work on uh, improving it. So, you know, there's lots of opportunities for creative entrepreneurs to build on this. Um, you know, what we do is really are, we provide a platform. Uh, we don't provide products and end user services or even enterprise services. We work with uh, companies that want to build on top of the APIs and the platform that, that, that we've built. Um, and so, um, you know, the reason that I accepted your invitation to come on here is we want to uh, reach out to people who are entrepreneurial, people who understand web technologies uh, and give them the opportunity to start to experiment with this and, um, and create completely new businesses, new business models on top of this opportunity of ambient IoT, which is bringing together this huge world of digital with this even bigger world of the physical. Uh, uh, and, and that's the opportunity that we have, all of us. Nice, nice. Yeah, awesome, interesting. Uh, you know, uh, I want to ask you about uh, how to share uh, about new technologies uh, to your customers, audience, because, you know, for example, uh, uh, I'm so busy. You know, I have many things to do. Uh, for me, it's hard to count all of them. I usually skip. You know, <laughs> I, I can't do anything. So that's why I choose priorities. Uh, if I can delegate, I delegate. If I can't, I just skip, forget about that. Uh, but, you know, if you tell your customers, it's better to adapt, to change something. How to do it to busy people, you know, who have no time, who are busy with their technologies, but you want to tell them it's better to do for your products because you can grow your company, you can uh, get new trades, any insights about that, because I found in your LinkedIn profile that you have, uh, you know, your specialties, product marketing, technical marketing, your methods, how you do it. Okay. Well, it's a big subject. Um, so this is kind of a meta discussion. It's uh, really not about our Williot's product, but how do we market it? How do we sell it? Um, and for us, um, you know, we we have a different problem to most companies. You know, every other company I've worked for has been um, trying to, desperately trying to get people to agree to take a call and to maybe spend a bit of money. Um, in our case, we're just deluged with opportunities. Um, mm -hmm. But even with this miraculous technology, we're still barely known. Uh, you know, uh, you probably hadn't heard about us before you uh, stumbled uh, across my LinkedIn uh, profile. So we're doing a number of things. Um, and part of it is we're cultivating relationships with journalists. So, you know, we've been, we were in the Wall Street Journal twice last year, um, because um, we, we spent 
uh, over a year building a PR team, uh, educating them, uh, providing them with the tools they needed to get tier one media. So we were on CNBC, it made a huge difference. But that in itself is not, not enough. Uh, you know, we need people to find our website. Uh, so we're doing a lot of the things that you advocate on this show. We're, we're creating content. So I have a podcast, the Mr. Beacon podcast that people can go to. Um, and we actually have our competitors on, on that show, as well as our partners, as well as things that I just think are interesting, a lawyer talking about privacy. So I think you understand this strategy very well. It's something that you're, you're doing. So we we're writing content. We're trying to help educate. So uh, Ambient IoT is a complete paradigm shift. So that, that's the challenge there is lots of people are interested and they're willing to engage with us. And uh, we're still a relatively small team. We have 200 people. When I joined the company, there were 12 people. Um, mm -hmm. And there's never enough hours in the day. So, you know, we started off putting together... Um, qualification uh, methods that allowed us to develop the interest in people uh, and decide who was serious. And uh, one of our, our strategies was to create a services package. Um, so rather than people just coming and saying, oh, I love the idea of a battery-free computer the size of a, a postage stamp, please spend lots of your time with us. What we did was we said, well, if you're interested, then we have something called um, the Early uh, Advantage Program, uh, EAP. Um, it costs $50,000. Um, and if you sign up, then you'll get uh, samples of the first product. Um, we'll educate you and we'll help you use the product. And that immediately filtered out a lot of the customers that we would love to engage with. But we just didn't have time to. And so we ended up working with some of the biggest companies in the world, because those were the companies that could afford to spend $50,000 um, with us. But even that, we found uh, we were working with a, a lot of innovation teams. Um, and just because what we were doing was innovative um, uh, doesn't necessarily mean that this opportunity is going to scale. So we found we had to layer on extra criteria and, uh, and ways of qualifying deals. So I mean, those are just some of the things that, the, that we've done. Uh, you know, we've had a focus on engaging with uh, analysts and journalists that are at the top of their profession. Uh, we're doing content-based marketing, and we've also put together services packages. And now we're scaling. We actually have a product that is uh, being shipped in volume. We've put together training. Uh, so there's the Williot Academy. Uh, so if someone's interested, they can do Williot 101. It's free. They can learn about what uh, you and I have been talking about. Uh, rather than having to spend $50,000 on a kit, now it's $150 for um, a starter kit. And uh, we're about to launch an innovation kit. So we're starting to give people ways of engaging uh, and investing a little bit um, so that they think about, is this right for me? And we know whether they are a serious prospect for something to scale. But we're also trying to spread a, 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 you know, a, a wide net and, uh, and, and build a, a community um, uh, where people can uh, come up with ideas that we haven't even thought of. And they do every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we have the question about farmers. 
I don't know. Can you reply to this question or not? Can you adopt oh, yeah, your technology? Yeah. So the, yeah, the question is: uh, farmers use drones, PC systems, control for cattle, plantations, uh, etc. Okay, so how is what we're talking about relevant to farmers? Well, we actually have had a number of requests from farmers to use this technology, um, typically to attach it to the animals that they're, uh, they're raising. Uh, but we've also engaged with farmers who are growing marijuana plants, for instance. These are very valuable. Um, so f for plants and vegetables, it doesn't have to be marijuana, then... Sensing moisture and temperature is something that I think is uh, very relevant. And if you can get visibility, um, not just, oh, this is what the weather's like in my region, but this is what the weather is like for this plant. There's dry patches, wet patches. Uh, and if I can start to serialize and have an identity for plants, then this is very relevant. But we, um, we've had requests to attach these to cows, to chickens, um, uh, because people need to know um, where these things are and um, how they've been uh, uh, um, uh, treated. Uh, so um, nice. the world is becoming serialized. Everything's getting a digital identity, and that includes um, chickens, cows, and marijuana plants. Nice, nice. Interesting. Yeah, love it. Uh, Steve, I have the question about your book. By the way, I subscribe to your podcast. Guys, you can find the link to the podcast in the description below. Uh, I love listening to audio podcasts because, you know, I usually uh, walk with my dogs, you know, exercise, uh, drive to many different places. And yeah, it's the best time to listen to audio podcasts. Even, you know, even if you uh, your eyes are tired you know, in the evening, I, I love listening to audio podcasts. So I'm going to listen to yours because I can feel a lot of value there. But I have the question about your book. Yeah. You know, uh, I love reading books as well. <laughs> uh, and uh, But I found that many books are great for sleeping. You know, if you have problems with sleeping, uh, you can take a book, uh, read a little bit, and can sleep well all night. Don't remember anything from this book. Uh, and, uh, for example, my loving books are from Jack London, uh, I don't know, uh, Josh Ugerman, he wrote awesome book about marketing. And I found uh, when you read interesting books, you can feel that you are part of the journey. You know, you can feel that you live on this book. Uh, oh, I, I can forget about sleep. I can forget about water, meal, anything, you know, because uh, I'm on this book, you know. My mind uh, is uh, in another place. So tell or give strong reason to read your book, what kind of value uh, people can get by reading your book, uh, and any insights, tips that you share on this book. Sure. Yeah, so the book is called Beacon Technologies. Um, it was, um, it, it's designed for, to help people do what I did, which was go from not knowing what a Bluetooth beacon was to understanding more about Bluetooth, um, understanding uh, what the beacon thing is, but also, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's, uh, there's a whole web of related topics that I realized I needed to understand. I needed to understand about privacy. I needed to understand about uh, who the players were in the ecosystem. So for anyone that's 
intrigued by what I've just described, but they're feeling like an outsider. This is really a passport to being an insider. And if you read it, then you'll know more than 90% uh, of the, the, the people in this industry. And uh, it's a huge head start based on uh, years, years of work that, that, that I, uh, that I uh, put into it. So, um, you know, I feel the same way about books as uh, you do. And I tried to write it with some stories, uh, some humor. Um, and... Um, I, I, there's actually, I want to write the sequel, the, the ambient IoT sequel, because this was written before uh, our product was a thing. But it provides this foundation of uh, information. It uh, explains away some of the jargon. Um, and it's aimed at technical people that want to understand the business side of things and business people who want to understand enough about the technology so that they know what is and what is not possible. Nice, nice. Awesome, awesome. Okay, guys, I share the link. If you listen to audio podcast, you can find the link to audio podcast and a book in the description. And I have the question about common mistakes. Can you list mistakes that businesses still do by adopting new technologies, including yours, and how to find a much better way uh, to save time and resources? Well, um, the secret of good comedy and good pass podcasting is timing, right? Um, yeah. Timing is, is, is everything. And I think um, one of the key things about uh, any new technology is it can be the right technology, but unless you use it for the right thing at the right time, then you're going to fail. So, you know, with our technology, um, there are certain things that um, it will be able to do in three years time, which are truly transformative. The market will be enormous. But if you have limited runway and you try and implement those today, then you're going to fail. Um, so it, the key thing is to understand the capabilities of the technology today, uh, tomorrow, and then the next day and to sequence the use cases and the applications based on what that technology can uh, can do so think about what what is the use case uh, what needs to be in place and then decide and understand am i going to build those things or am i relying on someone else doing that and how much do i trust the market to be at this point at this time so what we encourage people to do is start off really simple and do things that can show value straight away. Um, and today, you know, a lot of what we're doing is enterprise selling. We sell to people that make um, uh, products. And so we encourage them to use our technology in the B2B area to track the assets, to put, put the tags on crates, plastic crates, use, reusable transport items. These are things where you control everything. You don't really need to rely on anyone else to do anything. And then you can start to do the more aspirational stuff that requires um, you know, more of the infrastructure to be in place to use the technology. You can sequence those and have that as step two or step three in your plan. So I think you know, timing uh, and thinking about what you're gonna do first and focusing on things um, where the resources that you have uh, measure up to what needs to be done. That's, if I was to offer one word of advice, that's actually more than one word, but, uh, but one idea, then that's, that, that would be one of the main ones. 
Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Uh, Steve, uh, I have the final question about, uh, uh, let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. What will you do today to learn more about adapting technologies, uh, human psychology, behaviors, anything? <laughs> um, be a consultant, uh, I think is the, the thing I, I would do. And you can take that literally. So you see a new technology area. Maybe it's ambient IoT, maybe it's something else. Learn about it, uh, do your research, and then look for other people that are wanting to do, adopt it, and help them. And then you're going to learn. You, you, you'll see lots, as a consultant, you'll see not just one use case, not just your use case, but 10 different ones. And you'll get way, way smarter because uh, of that. Uh, another way of taking that advice, be a consultant, um, is, you know, sell consultatively. You know, maybe you don't need to have help in figuring what you do. You've got the idea. You're absolutely confident it's the right thing. But sell consultatively. So um, you've got your product, but engage with the prospect, understand their problem, understand the vernacular, the words that they use, and help them not just to buy your product, but to get a return on investment um, and uh, um, stay with them. And especially in the early days, that's so important to, uh, to do. So before you scale, you, you really need to understand your customer and to be consultative in your selling is one of the best ways to do it. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, I agree with that. Scaling is hard. Uh, uh, guys, I want to share two more ways how you can learn uh and grow uh you need to listen to mr pickup podcast you know i shared uh on the description below subscribe to this podcast on your learning platform you need to read this book you know beacon technologies so you can get two resources of information then you can learn more from steve uh, uh any other ways how people can reach out to you learn more about you follow you well, um, go to williot.com. Uh, you'll find the Williot Academy there, Williot 101. It's free, uh, so you can. Uh, it takes uh, just a couple of hours to get through that. There's a ton of videos, white papers, um, uh, and then look out. Keep just um, register and uh, keep in touch with us. Uh, we're going to have a, uh, a hackathon this year, so anyone that's a software developer will be able to uh, potentially win. Um, uh, some big prizes uh, to uh, developing the first ambient IoT apps. And if you, if, you, if you like what you see and you want to get hands-on, then get one of these uh, starter kit or one of the new innovation kits that's uh, going to be launched in the next month and, and start to prototype it and uh, get hands-on and, uh, and, and really understand the technology from that perspective. So that's, that's uh, my ask. Anatoly, thanks so much for uh, giving me the opportunity to, to talk about this. Yeah, big pleasure. Love it, guys. You need to follow Steve. You need to uh, open this website, uh, reach out to him, ask more questions, read his book, listen to his audio podcast, because you can see a lot of valuable insights. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.